welcome to What I Did Next from ANT Media. I'm Malak Fuad, your host. In this show, we'll be talking to inspirational guests about those moments in life when you're faced with a crossroads and have to decide which way to go. Do you choose a well-worn, sure route, or do you jump off the deep end and hope it will all work out? Our guests have all confronted this dilemma and we discuss how this happens and how it changed the course of their lives. Today, I'm joined by Dina Mufti, a powerhouse in the NGO world in the Middle East. In 2003, Dina co-founded Injaz Egypt, which was built in partnership with the Global Junior Achievement Program. This organization helps young adults ready themselves with the necessary skills to join the working world. Injaz have worked with over 300 public schools and 25 universities in Egypt so far. Injaz also supports budding entrepreneurs through its startup incubator, which has supported over 80 businesses since its inception. Dina is a recipient of numerous awards, including the Young Achiever of the Year Award for 2016 by Arabian Business Magazine, as well as the Top 50 Award for Top Performing Women in Egypt for 2016. Like most people, Dina has had pivots in life that have led her down unexpected paths. Her first significant pivot came early in life when she stood her ground about wanting a career in the world of development and impacting communities, much to her father's bewilderment. With a first-class education, including degrees from Tufts and Georgetown in the US, Dina could have opted for a conventional career path in the corporate world, but instead she chose a path less traveled. As you may have heard on previous episodes, there are a couple of staple questions I've been asking guests in order to delve a bit deeper into their psyche and get a sense of who they are and what inspires them. One of these is a dinner party question. If they could invite any five people to a dinner, who would they choose? Dina's answer was immediate and encapsulates her upbeat and vibrant personality perfectly. Well, first off, they wouldn't be five and it wouldn't be quiet. <laughs> and for, like hands down, it would, I would pick like J-Lo, Shakira, Enrique to get us like dancing. I love it. I, I'd pick like Tina Fey, Chris Rock, Will Ferrell to get us laughing all night. So it'll be anything but quiet. That's amazing. Can I come? <laughs> You're I the guest one, of honor. Can I be one of the six? That sounds amazing. Yeah. Are there any uh, historical figures that you'd be interested in meeting? That you uh, historical figures, yeah, of course. Like there, there's so many, right? Um, but I, like for a dinner, I'd honestly want it to be fun. Yeah. And I think you know we won't do much talking, <laughs> so it might be a waste of a guest yeah, to get yeah, yeah. someone from the historic yeah, figures. Yeah. So, so you'd go more for the fun. Element. I'll go for the fun partying, partying and dancing. That sounds good. Would it just be you with the comedians and singers? Oh no, I'd I'd like invite everyone I knew, family, friends. Everyone would be invited so for a good time. We're looking at a huge party. Yes, a huge fun <laughs> party where we're gonna laugh and dance all night. So no small dinner of things not, not none of that <laughs> all right well that's kind of um, very much sums up your character yeah which is Maybe. great I've heard you say your father had wanted you to go into more of a corporate direction yeah. and that you kind of took a left turn. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a bit about that. I studied like international relations and um, which everybody studies something and end up, ends up working in something else, right? After I graduated, I, I really wanted to do something that 
was in development or had an impact working with communities, all of that. And my dad just didn't get it. He's like, you, you had such a great education. Yeah. <laughs> Why do, and you have <laughs> such amazing opportunities in the corporate world. And had you like began, begun to look at the corporate world? Had you been made no, offers at all, or no, you didn't I look at them at I all? knew I wasn't you interested. Yeah. So I was really following my heart on that yeah. one. So I really knew that this, uh, the the kind of at least the direction I wanted to move into. So I didn't even experiment with working in the cor- corporate world, and uh, yeah. So it really confused my dad. But regardless, he was very supportive of what it was the direction that I wanted to take. He always was encouraging and super supportive of any decision I made. And and that's when I ventured out and just, you know, interviewed in different nonprofits. Um, and, and I got an opportunity uh, to work at, uh, at Save the Children. And then the opportunity presented itself uh, to pilot a program called Injez. Uh, and and my role would be to eventually establish it as an organization in Egypt. That same week, I had found out that I was pregnant with my first daughter, Talia. That's incredible. <laughs> so I had like two big surprises yeah, yeah, that week. Absolutely. <laughs> and they were both equally important in yes, your mind. <laughs> exactly. So can you imagine? Like, I'm super excited about, you know, the first time challenges of being absolutely. a mom. And I'm super excited about this big challenge of, you know, piloting this program that would eventually become an organization. And how old were you at the time? At the time, I was probably 24. That's so young, dear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to begin a, a project of that nature, not the baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm talking about it. Yes, yes. But to begin at 24, a project of that kind, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. young. Yeah, and also to be a young and mom. And of course to so be a I young think, mom. Yeah, I think I, I, start, I started these two major challenges of at course. a very young age. And I cannot tell you, like, it was, like, how crazy it was. And can you imagine, like, me, I'm, I'm uh, someone in their, early 30, in their early 20s at the time, uh, as, as a young uh, girl going in and trying to get permits and clearances and government licenses and, yeah. and convince, like, yeah. bureaucrats, the, you know, that we're establishing this organization, this is our project and super excited as I talk and all they can think about is where's your boss yeah. who are you <laughs> bring me someone it, older to but, speak to but that would have been the case even in a western country whereas here it's so patriarchal yes, very and, and you're facing huge obstacles extreme. they were shocked like yeah. uh, they didn't get it like every time uh, they'd say in Arabic <laughs> you know so and, and the, every time I tell them I there's no one old it's just me (laughs) and they just didn't get it and it was just about being persistent and just you know I don't know whether it was they got fed up of my nagging (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) you know but you know I think that's what it was that's when you're young you you don't think that anything will stand in your way yeah and you don't know any better so you just go for it you just go for it and you you don't overthink exactly at all it's like you have something in your head you're on a mission you're focused on that and you're not going to stop till you get it and and that really helped in gaining their trust you know of you 
you know, of the, the bureaucrats, government officials, all those people that I had to deal with at a very young age, you know, I, I, at the end, maybe they found me a bit amusing, like they didn't quite get me, but, but in I the wonder, end, it worked out. It's funny, I wonder with experience whether you would have had the same guts, mm. you know, 20 years later, would you have done all that? You know, when you're so young, you just go for it. I mean, why not? What have I got to lose? Exactly. You know? exactly. And how did you juggle the baby and the and that new job at the beginning? Yeah. So I was very, very lucky that, uh, you know, she was the first grandchild on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of family support. A lot of help. A lot of help. Yeah. Like my mom would come at eight in the morning to take her. How sweet. Yeah. So yeah. I could uh, go to, to the office and... And also my uh, husband is a very hands-on dad. He's a great dad. And so I could not have done it at all in any way, shape, or form yeah. without family support. Yeah. And I think when you're that young, when you're 24, and you have to juggle all these things, you have the energy. Yeah. So in any case, you're, it's no problem. You're going to manage it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like I had this wave of energy. Yeah. Like I felt unstoppable it's amazing. at yeah. that young age of course. you know and again you don't have the mental barriers where no you can't do this and you can't do that like yeah. almost like you're open to yeah. all possibilities Absolutely. and how long did you wait for your second child did you give yourself some time no or? can you imagine she came a year and a half later oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so i was juggling the piloting yeah. you know the organization and uh, you know two small babies but again i mentioned the family support system but what i have to mention is i was very very fortunate early on that i met my co-founder dalia Haleli, who had uh, stepped in first to temp for me when i was on my maternity leave with my first child and, you know, we hit it off. We had amazing chemistry. We really balanced each other well. Uh, we, were, we were opposites uh, in our characters. And that really made a really great comb combination as a partner. I mean, when anyone's out there looking for a partner, you should look for someone who completes you and has the opposite strengths to balance your weaknesses. Yeah. Compliments and you. Juggling the, the family and juggling the job, um, when you're young, you kind of just, it, you take it in your stride. But the work-life balance is a huge thing that everyone's talking about. And I think with the pandemic, it's come to a bit of a head. And everyone is prioritizing that balance over a lot of other things now. How do you address that? Yeah. So you said something very important, which is prioritizing. So all throughout, although I considered like in, in jazz or my organization as my other child, as my baby as well, as I was growing a very young family of, with, my, with my two younger kids, but my priority was always them. And so I would always structure my day. So I would know that, okay, they're, they're going to their nursery like in the morning and I would never like try and work past 3.30 or 4 o'clock. So that was my, my rule. And then I would allow a gap of where I'd leave my phone and uh, no distractions between 4 and 8 till they went to bed. And anything that needed to get done after that it could get done later on in the evening. And were you the type who would work late into the night? Because um, that sounds like a very long day otherwise. You know? Yeah, uh, no, no, whenever it was needed, like yeah. whatever there were calls that I need to, needed to, you know, answer back or whatever, I'd do that uh, uh, later. But um, I wouldn't consider myself to have been an, a workaholic. I value balance. I value my time. I value family time. I value the time, you know, to myself 
for, to work out or, you know, so, yeah. so this has always been part of the equation. From the beginning. Yeah, from, from the, beginning. the very beginning. And, and now even more so. Yeah. But, I mean, from the beginning, that there was always yeah. that element. How do you see, since we're talking about what's like slight changes now with obviously the pandemic and a lot of people are working from home and, and do you feel that perhaps the, the work-life balance can be blurred now, actually, more than it used to be a bit more distinctive yeah. because you'd physically go to an office and then you'd come home. Yeah. Now it's kind of like yeah, blending. You know, blending. It's all and blending. It's interesting yeah. how that's happening, right? And I think it's been a real awakening this year to so many people all around the world, actually, uh, in, in prioritizing their life, in prioritizing themselves, in prioritizing their health. Because what good is success and financial success and all of that if your life is in, personal life is in shambles, your health is in shambles? So I think it was a real wake-up call to so many people that the importance of balance. What I'm noticing with the pandemic is men are getting in on the act, whereas yeah. before <laughs> the work-life balance was very much a feminine thing. And how do you, you know, juggle your family and your job? And now the men are kind of like, well, I want some balance too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel that, yeah, <laughs> that seems to be, a, a, you know, coming out of the pandemic, actually, from what I'm seeing a bit more. Yeah, I, I, it's a realization all throughout. Absolutely. I mean, maybe we call on, on as women on earlier. it earlier <laughs> the <laughs> men course. are catching up <laughs> of course <laughs> so yeah, so yeah it's it's great to see yeah, everyone's absolutely. having that realization absolutely. it's very important what's really interesting is how you began in purely in an educational situation and you saw a gap yes and you wanted to meet your students needs exactly and so you actually you pivoted a little we, bit we did right we so did we that did we were be a way of we yeah. were purely educational because that's um, we're following the mandate of our global organization but we really saw the need here in Egypt of so many you know graduates graduating from university and they've taken our programs and they kept asking us like how how do we register our company how and they did, they had you know so many questions and uh, they asked for so much advice there were we we sort of got our private sector partners together and said how would you like to sponsor this kind of an accelerator? And is Egypt the only country that is offering that accelerator program? Uh, or did you pioneer it? We, we did pioneer it. I can honestly say that we were, from, we were one of the first organizations to really help early stage uh, startups and young entrepreneurs uh, and give them that push to scale and grow their businesses. And some have had phenomenal success, not only locally, but regionally as well. So I'm just perusing yeah. your CV <laughs> okay. that you sent me. And it's very impressive. You've gotten a lot of awards. Um, in most influential under 40 <laughs> by the Arabian Business Magazine. Yeah. A young a achiever nice <laughs> uh, of the year award, Bardu uh, Arabian Business. Yes. And the most fun, which I think must have been the most fun for you, was being a judge on Shark Tank. Dean Al Mufti. is when I was a guest on the show and it was the, like the Shark Tank, the Egyptian version, it was called Hona Shabab and it was hosted by Lamis Al Hadidi. The second year, which I believe was 2017, I was a part of the full-time investor or judging panel. Uh, myself, Khalid Ismail, Ayman Ismail and Randa Abdu. And that was a truly remarkable experience. Why? Is because for the past 15 years, we've been 
personally in our organization promoting entrepreneurship and you know trying to change the the mindset because you know we're a very risk averse culture and and um, you know encouraging uh, encouraging the people we worked with to take on that kind of it's not common in Egypt to, to, to do your so, own thing at yeah, all because it's not common yeah uh, but with this show like overnight overnight it became such a you know like it, it became a popular concept yeah. to become an entrepreneur yeah. and it became uh, accepted well, it and also it became, showed that there were no limits yeah and no limits and and because we always had this barrier of resistance and we'd get a lot of these young entrepreneurs especially the girls telling us um you know my my parents aren't encouraging me uh, i feel very discouraged and it was a lot of this resistance from families to have their their sons or daughters you know leave their leave a, a, a potential career job. or yeah. a desk job yeah. for something that could be unknown yeah, you know absolutely. into the unknown and so absolutely. they were very discouraging yeah. of it a complete 180 flip how did you how did that how did you feel that I mean, oh i, I just see the parents were... the parents of the entrepreneurs who were presenting and talking to the parents and seeing how proud they are of their kids and and they were even saying ah i get it now yeah, <laughs> i get yeah. what they're doing that's amazing you know they were completely clueless of like course. what are you getting into and what is this risk and it comes across all socioeconomic all classes. socioeconomic yeah. classes it's amazing that was just so heartwarming to see that shift of course, happening. Of course, because it's offering opportunities to people who never would have them otherwise. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I always talk about this one example um, uh, of uh, his. His name is Mustafa, and he he's from a, a town here in Egypt, in Tanta, and and he was in um, engineering school. And he dropped out to establish his business, which was called Recyclobikia. And his parents were, were appalled that he, <laughs> he took that step, appalled. Yeah. But guess what? Like two years later, he was on Forbes magazine yeah, as one incredible. of the top. And, and he became like an instant role model. He was just one example. I think it's become a lot more accepted. Yeah. And I think the revolution of 2011 was kind of the instigator for that. I, I mean... That seems to me, in my mind, very much a turning point for a lot of these young people who were a bit hope hopeless before and then thought, you know, I have nothing to lose, Ex so yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, And that yeah. seems to have been very much the case. Yes, exactly. While we saw in 2011 this whole po political revolution yeah. take place led by youth, yeah. but also there was... Uh, the undertones of an economic revolution where you know this energy was being yeah. channeled into something new do you like, see a lot of women uh, or young young women uh, going off on their own in, in an entrepreneurial way okay so because we've been in this for so long like we've been doing this from 2003 and i have to tell you when we started our accelerator 2011 we hardly found a girl on a team like maybe there was one girl on one team right and and so the following year we're like okay we're not accepting any teams unless there there's more girls on your team mm. and um and, and that's when we started like exploring why aren't there enough girls on the teams? And we'd get this, these comments from the teams themselves saying, well, the girl's parents is, are, isn't allowing her to mm, yeah, be part of yeah. a, a team that's all guys or not allowing her to stay up at night later. Right. 
So those were some of the barriers. Some at of the, time. the barriers and and the feedback we were getting of why why aren't there enough girls? But what happened was we over time. So 2012 we saw more girls participating. 2013, by 2014 and 2015 we were seeing all girl led teams. That's incredible. And and what was more incredible was by the time 2015 rolled around we found that an all girl team actually won the top award in our accelerator and uh and 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 they did a phenomenal job and they went on to compete at a regional level and even uh even won an award at a regional level and that was just super inspiring to see and once that happened and you gained that kind of uh, a light was Sean, you know, it's like, like a light bulb moment. Le- yeah, and the media attention yeah. on them encouraged other girls to follow suit. Of and this is what is really amazing is when you highlight these role models, uh, everybody gets super inspired of course, by them. Of course. So you're a bit of a role model in your own right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's true. I mean, considering how young you were when you began all this. Um, do you come across in your in your work a lot of younger women sort of looking up to you? I'm sure you do, uh, <laughs> thinking, I, you know, I want to be the next Dina. Oh, no, no, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> no, no, but... I, I, but it is inspirational. I, I, I'm, like, so inspired that there is just this generation of young women who are so resilient and driven and unstoppable. It's just so amazing to see. Because maybe uh, when I was younger, it was maybe not so common. Yeah. Uh, we didn't find a lot of examples that I could look up to maybe there were fewer but uh, but certainly there were but now there are so many more role models to look up yeah. to and and uh, people who you know younger girls can find inspiring and and that's just amazing that we're gonna have a, a very powerful and ins- inspiring generation of young women. I think women. certainly there were women in more traditional roles that people yes. looked up to before. Yes but exactly. now there are much it's so more different absolutely. and so diverse. And now right? there's no limits. Yeah. I mean, anyone can do anything they want. Anything, anything. You just have to come up with a fun idea and do it, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. and, and look what we're seeing exactly. it all over the internet. Everywhere. It's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. Let's turn to the other sort of fixture question of my podcast, which is uh, the, the three elements that have inspired you from a book, from a film, a piece of music or a song... Um, that have touched you in some way. A classic film for me that just uh, reminds me of my childhood because I watched it so many times growing up is maybe The Sound of Music. (laughs) I love it. Uh, And I love that I got the opportunity to visit Salzburg and visit like all the, you know, all the big sites that were in that movie. That brings back a lot of like nostalgia for me and, you know, just memories of of my childhood. So did you show it to your children when they were growing yes, up? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they know all the songs by oh, heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a great film. <laughs> it is, it is. So so I just loved that one growing up and with all the music and, and the songs. Of course, so many of us grew up watching it. Um, in terms of uh, the book, um, I would maybe think of like Power of the Now, just because like um, it's one of the books that first really inspired me when I was in college. 
um, in that whole personal development space. That's what really got me into that was that book in, uh, in terms of, you know, we all find ourselves wrapped up in the, the future with our minds or wrapped up in the past with our minds. But it's teaching you so much that you are in flow when you're in the moment and you're in the now. And that was a big, like, realization for me at the time when I read that book. Sounds good. Sounds very interesting. Um, it's a massive industry now, the self-help industry. Yes, it's really yes. huge. It, it really is. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, when I read this book was over 20 years yeah. ago. Maybe I was, you know, I was in college and I found it so inspiring. And, and it just got me reading one book after the next. And, and it really helps you adjust your mindset or allows you to master your mindset. And especially when you're, you know, starting a career and, um, and, and things get tough and you're met with challenges, it really helps you in addressing those, those challenges and overcoming them. What about the piece of music or song that you were... Uh, that you had thought of oh okay so that genre for me it's all about you know uh latin music amazing <laughs> i sure energy. i hinted at that when yes. i was inviting jayla and shakira yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i love latin music um like i love all aspects of it like the you know, it's it's fun, it's vibrant, it's energetic, and it's also very calming and soothing. It's also very high energy, which yes. is amazing. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it has a very positive very feel to it. Very positive. Yeah. It's always feel good. Absolutely. Always will make you happy. I, I'm actually really into Bossa Nova now. Oh, I love Bossa yeah. Nova. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a great kind of music to work to. Yes. Because it's very even-tempered. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It always puts you in a good mood. For sure. shift gears just slightly um i know that you're beginning to uh do slightly different things now i know you're not involved in in jazz full time as you had been i know you're still on the board yes of course, i'm on the board but you're taking on a few other things so tell us a little bit about that yeah so after like 17 years of really giving mind heart and soul <laughs> to our organization like i said it was like my baby me and my partner and uh, and uh, and we felt like it really needed you know new energy. Um, and so your partner stepped when, back as well. Yeah. So you. my partner had stepped back before me, and then when I w- was able to make sure everything is fine, I stepped back as well. And also Corona hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so it all came together. It all yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of new things, so. Uh, before going in deeply into new things, it was the first time (laughs) since I graduated college that I get to take an actual break. So, so I'm enjoying the break, enjoying the pause and recharge your uh, batteries, recharging, uh, and, and enjoying the time I have, you know, to, to explore new things. And, and a big part of my interest, you know, is, is very diverse. I'm very interested in, in uh, investing and mentoring uh, women-led businesses. That's an area I'm, uh, I'm very interested in and, and keen on, you know, having more of a role in that aspect. There's an organization that I'm, I, I've been a very big fan of for the past five years called Mind Valley. What are they? What I've, do they do? So basically, they're an online platform that have the world's experts on various in various fields. So the world's experts on uh, mindset, mindfulness and meditation, the world's experts on wellness and health and nutrition, high performance, um, uh, bettering our daily habits, uh, 
uh, anything that's going to make you a higher, uh, a higher a better and better performer, performer yeah. at work. And so their platform is is very diverse. It's super inspiring. And so these experts have um, these online courses uh, on that platform. And um, so it's an educational tool. Yeah. So it's a, re a phenomenal resource that's extremely helpful, and especially in times where Corona has shaken of us course. all up, we find ourselves, you know. In, maybe under a lot of stress or not knowing how to balance, you know, our personal and, and professional lives. And that is a fantastic resource yeah. and tool. And I uh, think people are exploring recommend. as well different things. And exactly. so many people I know are doing online courses. Exactly, exactly. You know. So so you're learning from the best out there. And are you going to get involved with them professionally? And, or are and you... No, I'm helping them to, uh, helping them expand here in the Middle East. And uh, so, so that's uh, one of one project yes. I'm, I'm working on now. And as I well. know that you're also on the board of AUC, yes. the American University yes. in Cairo. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, I mean, it's, you've been three years now. Yes, I mean, it's such a phenomenal honor that came out of the blues uh, maybe three years ago, and where they asked me to join the the board of directors of the American University in Cairo. Really, a great honor. Uh, working with so many incredible people on the board who have been there for, you know, decades, really, some of them. It's and, an amazing board. Yes. It's a real partnership between Egypt and the, and the, it, and the United it States. It really is. It really is a very giving board, and uh, everyone, you know, has, has such strong, you know, feelings towards helping the university to, to progress and, um, you know, to be on top of the, the charts. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And how do you uh, talk to your children about what you do? And I know your <laughs> eldest is 16. Yeah. So she must see you. And I mean, I would hope she'd be impressed with you and look up to you and think, you know, this is something, uh, if my mom can do it, I can do anything. <laughs> you know, that's one of the, I think one of the, the best things about seeing your mom, especially uh, working. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really uh, an inspiration for the children. Oh, I hope so. We'd and have to ask her that yeah. because she's now in her teens yeah. and all I get are eye rolls. I know, <laughs> I know that feeling. I know that feeling. But it's, um, it's good for them to see that anything is possible. Yes, you know? yes. It's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what we encourage them, encourage them is, you know, to think out of the box and and it's important for them to be passionate, whatever they're passionate about and to be driven for a cause or a, or a purpose that they want to pursue. Absolutely. So what's next, Dina? <laughs> <laughs> Who the, knows, Malek? The, po the podcast is called What I Did Next. So yeah. what is next for you? <laughs> yeah, so... So after, you know, a 17-year career, a journey that's been like a, a, an unstoppable race, right, <laughs> from, uh, from goal setting and achieving different things and, uh, you know, uh, gr growing an organization and an incredible team, uh, like I told you, it's, yeah. it's what's next is... It was an intense is, experience is very you. different than yeah. what was. And, and, um, and you've got and something I've had planned. To, I've had to settle with the, 
and acknowledge that now is the time you know to take things easy and 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 to rest and and uh and and explore new things and explore new options i've been able to you know uh travel around egypt this year it's been an with, amazing the, with, thing, actually. with our, our children yeah. and 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 go to retreats mm. i never had time to go Absolutely. to <laughs> but this is like you're, you're setting the groundwork for the next phase yes Yes, you're kind exactly. of relaxing a little bit and seeing. Yeah, because that's how things you'll get inspired. For that's sure. how things will come to For you. Sure. They won't come to you when I think you're busy with with different I things. I agree. And the first time around with Injaz, you obviously did something from the heart. Yes. Very clearly. Yes. You exactly. could have taken the harder route, or exactly. the more uh, corporate avenue. Yes. You chose not yes. to. Yes, and I, I believe that we should all look at you know at following our heart in whatever it is that we do and just lead from from there because it, it's like you you're you won't feel like you're you're working in a sense yeah. it's like you're 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 enjoying what absolutely. you're doing and you're happy doing what you're doing and i think that's absolutely one of the most and important you go with your things. intuition exactly for sure yes fun-loving spirit and can-do attitude were visible from the get-go of our conversation when she upended my quiet dinner party and opted instead for a huge dance party, setting the tone for the rest of our time together. She's without doubt a very determined person who doesn't take no for an answer. We saw this at the beginning of her career when she was setting up in jazz at just 23 years old. I was delighted to have Dina on the show and wish her every success in what she does next. Thank you for joining me on What I Did Next from ANT Media. I'm Malak Fuad, and this episode was co-produced by Shirag Desai. If you've enjoyed it, please share the show with your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or IMDb as it helps more people discover the show. You can also connect with us on Instagram. Just search for what I did next. And I really hope to see you in a couple of weeks' time.